Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Sidekicks. My name is Liv. This is M. M say something. I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is a lot of information. <laughs> and we are your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, paranormal, spiritual, and in between because as psychic mediums, we say so. And today we're talking about the basics of astrology. M and I are not astrologists. We are psychic mediums. M does tarot and charm casting. I don't I don't do any of those things. So I'm excited to learn more about astrology. So you're going to tell me what the spirits say about it first? Didn't I talk to a big old... I, I t- literally I remember. remember zero of it. So we were, we were good luck. <laughs> it was at least two weeks ago, if no, not more. No, it was like a month ago. <laughs> Our lives have if been in, not more. Our lives have been in flames for about a month and a half now, so it's fine. June is not a fun month. <laughs> no, and now it's July, and it's still it's sucks. still not a fun month. No, there's not enough rocket race car pice popsicles popsicles to make this month better. Everything is hard. <laughs> but we recorded a YouTube video for this podcast that well, long almost ago, a month and a half ago. So we like to talk about things and do what we call psychic chicken so one of us knows and does research on the topic the other one knows nothing and i am the psychic chicken in this game i don't i don't know anything about the astrology basics and i honestly don't remember because you told me the same thing as you did in this podcast that you did in the video of this is a lot of information have fun (laughs) a lot of information but i think i talked to a guy for astrology and he looked like an astronomer. L- listen, my husband thinks that astrology is astronomy. Is stupid. No, oh. he thinks it's <laughs> stupid. He's like, why do you try to psychoanalyze me with astrology? I'm like, listen, listen. Come why closer. is psychoanalyzing a thing? <laughs> I'm like, listen. A long time ago when it was really hot outside and people had less taxes to do and Actually, less things to do. They had less light. That true. I could see the stars. <laughs> they didn't have psychology. They had astrology. Astrology is the precursor to psychology. Astronomy. No. Or astrology. Astrology. No, they had astronomy and then astrology. Well, astronomy is the study of the stars and the planets and the solar system. Blumbo? But astrology. The study of Takes that and then puts it with psychology. But astrology, in my opinion, came first. So. Just a whole bunch of hot, sweaty, tired people that were like cosmically inclined created astrology. And that's what I tell him. I'm like, it's the spiritualist psychology. Get over it. You're an asparagus and I don't want to talk to you anymore. He's a Gemini. He is a Gemini. (laughs) But he really, he's the one that came up with the asparagus joke. I was like, so your sister is an Aquarius. And he's like, an asparagus? I was like, listen to me, funny man. I'm trying to be relatable to you. well. (laughs) So I think I talked to a dude who actually did astrology. You mean astronomy? <laughs> Why do you keep trying to hurt my brain? <laughs> Dyslexia. Um, and he was telling me that people have made it much more like woo-woo than it needs to be because it's actually like a science. Everything, dude. <laughs> He's like, listen, to be an astrologist, you had to be so mathematically inclined and like knowledgeable and someone who was sought after and educated to a certain extent. And now nobody has to have any of those qualifications, call themselves an astrologer, and then just add a whole bunch of frou-frou bullshit on top of it. And that's what this, the soul of this man told me. 
And I was like, got it. Noted. And he was like, it's a very like crucial and important thing in history and cultures. And the fact that people have like, for lack of a better word, bastardized it so much, he finds unfathomable. And uh, he was very sassy about it. Yeah, you also talk about how astrology affects us because we come from the stars. Oh, yeah. That poetic shit that I said that you made <laughs> me remember. You got that from Gojo, the most masculine thing I've ever talked to you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, science, the whole Big Bang thing, we come from stardust and then evolution. And now here we are talking to spirits and such plausibly, in theory, possibly. We won't really know until we die, so... Why don't talk about it on a fucking podcast? Well, I mean, if separation is an illusion. <laughs> exactly. So you're from the stars. We are the stars. Exactly. Which is why they dictate our lives. Yeah. When Mercury's in Gatorade. Do you remember anything else that you said? I remember there was a big, like, giant, I think there was a big, giant, like, god or something. And he was made of, like, stone or something. And I'm just going to keep saying or something because I don't necessarily remember. He's like, you do remember, but I don't. He was like one of the Titan gods or something. Are you talking about the Akigahara forest, dude? No, this oh, guy's okay. different. No, this guy's like literally like one of the Titan gods. Cause we oh, we talked about uh houses and moons oh. and things like that. And he was telling me about houses and moons and like the, the perspective the, of things. The uh Things that go into astrology are the planets, the zodiac signs, the houses, and the aspects. So I asked you what each one of those things are and how and they he, affect things. And he was the one that was explaining it to me. Which was what? <laughs> Looks around. When you talk about it. Okay. I'll tell you. Great. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Because everything for me when it comes to astrology is like in Greek and Roman ideas for me. So they show me with like Grecian art because clairvoyance (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm ready i'm knuckled and buckled for this i have no idea what i'm about to say before i say it but i have a lot of notes that i'm going to read you that's okay no one else knows what they're gonna say before they say it either i do usually (laughs) what is astrology (laughs) without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Astrology is a type of divination that involves forecasting earthly and human events through the observation and interpretation of fixed stars, the sun, the moon, and the planets. Yeah. Wow. 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 Wowzers. Wowee. 
So each planet represents an energetic part of our being or a component of our life. So it's like the emotions, our communication style, love style. So each planet has a different like theme that goes into the components of our life. So they're like a 13-year-old girl's bedroom. I have no idea what we're talking about. (laughs) I feel like every 13-year-old girl's bedroom is a theme and it's a component of their life. Yeah, you say things and I'm like... I think how does this relate? Lisa Frank. And then you got emo ones. It, my my friend who you've all met at one Jesus point Christ. in time, my <laughs> other friend who isn't sitting across from me, she used to tell me, because we were the, I was friends with the emo scene kids at one point, but I was the one that had like, was wearing rainbow colors with the emo scene kids. I don't know. It just works. <laughs> Flower child. They told me that they wanted to paint their room black and purple to represent the bruise that is their life. And that's going to be on a t-shirt. <laughs> If it is, we're getting a t-shirt for my friend. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Continue. So the position of each of these planets in the heavens indicates the style in which the planet's component is manifested. So each one of the houses doesn't necessarily determine what's going to happen. It just sets the scene. So like, for example, if you were in like, I don't know, an amusement park, you're most likely going to go on rides. But it's not a certainty that you are going to go on rides. That type of thing. The style. The 13-year-old girl's bedroom. You don't know if you're going to sit on a beanbag chair. Because you could also sit in one of those plastic inflatable chairs that's in the corner. Is there a lava lamp? You don't know. There might be those little like light and the, the, the glow-in-the-dark stars on the ceiling. So, like I said, <laughs> um, astrology goes as far back as the ancient Babylonian and... The astrologers divided the heavens into 12 sections of different styles or archetypes that have been noted. And these 12 signs are of the zodiac. So the basics of astrology takes these four things into account. And like I said, it takes the planet, which includes the sun and moon as planets and zodiac signs, which, you know, there's 12 of them. And the planets are all in each one of these zodiac signs and also in one of the houses. And then there's also aspects to all of these other signs. So these are the four things that astrology takes into account. And astrology is based upon this sort of like geocentric like effect. So the sun is the center of the universe. However, when you do astrology... It is based upon how the planets are revolving around you or the Earth in and of itself. So a lot of times they will draw the like birth charts or things like that in regards to like a 2D circle. And the middle of the circle represents like where you are on Earth. So if you're doing like your natal chart, your birth chart, that's why it's important to know where on the earth in which you were born so that it determines different aspects of where the planets are in relation to you because it's all about you girl (laughs) well (laughs) it's all about how the uh, planets stars whatever are affecting you Mm -hmm. so as each one of the planets orbit it travels through the 12 zodiac signs as well as traveling through the houses of your chart so For example, the sun, it will travel through all 12 of the signs through the entire year. So that's where you get your sun sign from. And that's usually what people know their zodiac sign as, is the year is split into the 12 different zodiac signs. 
But for example, the moon will travel the entire zodiac, all 12 zodiac signs within a month. So each one of the planets are going to travel at different speeds. But the reason why we understand our zodiac sign is based upon the sun. But each one of these planets are going to represent different aspects of ourselves and different aspects of our chart in and of itself. I think about it like those lights that they use for staging that are different colors. And it's like you have one person that's on the stage, right? Okay. The stage is going to be their house. Mm-hmm. And then those lights that they use when you work in the backstage crew, they'll put like a pink shade over the light and then they'll put like a green shade over the light and it changes how the light illuminates the person on the stage. Yeah. Those would be like the planets. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So aspects are certain angles or degrees of separation between the planets. So the aspects or the angles in which the planets are on this like circle can determine different like specifics of your chart as well this gets into your birth chart or your natal chart so with birth charts like i was talking about before a lot of times people will define them as circles so you have two circles for your birth chart which represent the 12 zodiac signs and the 12 houses and then you have the planets that are orbiting on the inside of it you got something to say? <laughs> no, I'm trying to envision that, but I'm hungry. You've never seen a birth chart before? Yeah, and my astrologist or the astrology that I've gone to see is like, take a picture of this. And I'm like, that means <laughs> nothing to me. You could literally, that looks like a, an ink blot. Yeah. With it's, lines. It's basically a circle with a circle inside of it. And they're all split into 12 pie pieces. However, there's two different pies going on. That's a whole lot of pie, and I don't have enough whipped cream for it. Yeah, and then you have, like, blueberries that just go in between all of the two pie pieces. What kind of pie is it? Because if you're putting, like, blueberries with a pie that doesn't need it. Then strawberry it's... pie. Oh, delicious. <laughs> oh, delicious. I've never had strawberry pie. So. <laughs> strawberry rhubarb pie? Never had it. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so there are certain, like important things that usually people will uh fixate on in regards to your birth chart so a lot of people talk about your like top three signs so most people know like i said your sun sign and then the next one is usually your moon sign and your moon sign represents like your emotional aspects but the other one is your rising sign and your rising sign is based upon your first house your house of self and people usually also refer to this as the ascendant but it's like the divider or the line before each house is called the cusp and this horizontal line that extends directly left is the first house of the cusp so this is your ascendant house and this ascendant house represents like i said the house of self so this is based upon who you are in your chart so the rising sign is very important because it acts like a filter through which the rest of your chart is sifted through so the planet that rules the rising sign is considered to be the chart ruler. So this goes into how the houses work within your birth chart. So remember that the houses are not necessarily energies. They are the style in which the planets are existing in it. So if we're going with the stage analogy with the lights, it would be where the crowd is seated in the stadium. I don't understand that. But okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, like you have like the the pit, you have people that sit in the front, then you have people that sit in the balcony, and then the people that are on the sides too. Those were going to be like the different houses that you're talking about. Yeah, so it's kind of like the houses, like I said, they're not the energies, like the elements or the planets. Mm -hmm. They color the expression of the energies like you're talking about. Yeah, how you view them. So the planets, the planets represent different like aspects of you. So like your emotions, the way in which you communicate, it's like the way in which you do things. And then you take the way in which you're doing things and put them into the houses, which represents the style in which you do those things. So the houses usually will go into like how you're dealing with relationships or how you're dealing with career things. So if you have emotions going into one of your career house things, that's going to show how you're going to deal with the career aspects based upon what planet is going through it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So I was also just watching my belly move because my baby's doing the worm in there. I was like thinking about strawberry rhubarb pie. It's delicious. <laughs> if you like tangy things or like sour candy, you'd love strawberry rhubarb pie. So this goes into what each of the houses represent. So like I said, the first house, which usually people use as your rising sign or your ascendant sign is the house of self. So this includes like self-awareness, the physical body, personality, appearance, self-identity, that sort of thing. And any planets in this house will greatly influence your personality and how others perceive you. My house is ruled by Zeus because we win Leos. I think your ascendant is Sagittarius. <laughs> Same thing, win. <laughs> Again, that is a very Sagittarius response. <laughs> Trash fire zodiac side. <laughs> <laughs> My rising sign is Leo. So the second house refers to like money and possessions. So this is, it represents what you value. It represents like self-esteem, things that are of value to you. This is like your attitude towards wealth, material objects, and like the potential for accumulating those things. The third house is the house of communication. So it is kind of like the way in which you are talking or communicating to others. So this communication could include messages, deliveries, gossip, phone calls, visits, Megaphones. reading, writing, that sort of things. Megaphones? Yeah, that's yeah. how I communicate. Again, fire signs. <laughs> The fourth house refers to the home and everything associated to it. So this could be a family, like personal foundations, like your roots, that sort of thing. I have a question. Yeah. For the house of communication, do you think that an astrologer sat down with the parents of Batman when he was a child and they're like, I see a symbol in the sky. This is how your child's going to communicate with you from the beyond. And they're like, what? And on the way home, they got into a car crash. <laughs> Batman's like bat signal. Jesus Christ. Third house of communication. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth house refers to children, creativity, and the pursuit of pleasure. The fifth house is all about being yourself and enjoying it. So it can be like romance, dating, love affairs, sexual relationships. This house usually represents like a lot of love aspects, but specifically for this one, it's not associated to like marriage because marriage in the olden days 
was more of a contract sort of thing and less about love. It was more about legal binding reason things. So that's more associated to religion or culture. And that goes into the, the seventh house instead of the fifth house, which deals with more like creativity, love, that sort of thing. The sixth house refers to daily work, service, diet, health, physical sickness, the physical ability to work. It's like the daily mundane tasks and it includes like personal hygiene, our method of responding to everyday crises, that sort of thing. That is the sixth house. With Lysol and panic. <laughs> the seventh house is sometimes referred to as the house of marriage. So like I was saying, this deals with more of those like oh. one-to-one relationships, uh, contracts, partnerships, more uh, religion or legally binding things in Question. regards to relationships. Question. Mm-hmm. Is this where in your birth chart it says you sold your soul to Beezlebub? I don't know. I feel like it would say it in most places, is, in a lot of places. Is there just like a little tiny like skull and crossbone stamp in that part? I hope so. Ask ask the gods. You ask the gods. You're a medium. That scares me. Never mind. I didn't ask a question. <laughs> the eighth house is the opposite of the second house. So the second house rules your own individual possessions. The eighth house rules what relationships own. So this house governs death, regeneration, taxes, inheritance, wills, legacies, sex, that sort of thing. Legacies? Is that why it has to deal with sex? Because it's your legacy if you got babies? Fucking no, dude. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just trying to think like the olden days. The ninth house. (laughs) The ninth house refers to philosophy, religion, law learning, higher education, that sort of thing. So it deals with more of an understanding, whereas the third house deals with more knowledge because the third house deals with communication. So this house is more knowing. The third house is more speaking or understanding. You got something to say? I'm just thinking about the bat signal. Okay. I'm Batman. The 10th house is the house of status, honor, community, power, prestige, reputation, and professional career. So the 10th house wants success for the sake of honor and social status. The 11th house deals with community. It deals with large groups, friends, like groups of people, memberships, that sort of thing. Raves. And then the last house, which is the 12th house, refers to like the subconscious. It deals with more like spiritual aspects versus like the physical everyday reality stuff is that the part that tells you when you're gonna die i have a lot of people ask me when they're going to die <laughs> why why do they want to know that i don't know and i don't know why they think i would know that <laughs> or want to know that so each planet maybe i'm doing it wrong maybe i need to do astrology readings um each planet and zodiac sign is naturally associated to one of the houses and the house that most corresponds to its archetype. So, for example, the first house is represented by Aries. The second house is represented by Taurus. The third house is represented by Gemini. And so on and so forth. Because the third house is communication? Yeah. Geminis like to talk. (laughs) Makes sense. So... Going into the planets, astrology is about observing the planets. This is not to say that the planets or the signs cause anything necessarily to happen. We observe the synchrony that 
things are taking place in sync. So one moment is flowing throughout our space, heavens, and earth instead of causing the planets to indicate things. So it's not like it's going to force you to do things. It's just putting you in a it's putting you in the right place at the right time to do the things. Like a wave pull. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> you ever been in No, you don't swim. You sink. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like the right place at the right time when you go to the wave pool. Sometimes they have to take breaks because by law they're like people might drown a little bit so they don't make the waves happen. So you got to walk around the whole water park a couple times until they turn that bitch back on. And then when you do, you want to make sure that if you have an inner tube, you got one. And if you don't, you're going to have to steal one from some fat guy that's already floating on one. Mm-hmm. Right place, right time. Jesus Christ. So... Each planet symbolizes a different component in life, a different type of energy. So in psychology, in, yeah. In cyclical terms, in cyclical terms, we call them needs or drives. So for example, the sun represents I am and it represents your ego or the inner or your essence. The moon represents, I feel, it represents your emotions. Mercury represents, I think, and Mercury is the planet of intelligence and communication. Venus is, I love, and represents your love, pleasure, and beauty. Mars represents, I act, it represents the passions of your life. And Jupiter represents, I grow, and is the planet of good luck, optimism, success, and generosity. Saturn is I achieve, I achieve, <laughs> I cheese. <laughs> Saturn is I achieve, and Saturn is associated to the principles of limitation and restriction, which, by the way, I'm going through my Saturn return, and it fucking sucks. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Uranus it represents I evolve, which I knew she would laugh at. <laughs> I was like, can I say this in an annoying way? Uranus. I've heard people say Uranus. Because they just don't want to say Uranus. Uranus. It's like that teacher I had in middle school. His He was an actual English teacher. And his name was spelled B-A-L-L-S. And this mofo said that it was pronounced bales and not balls. And he taught English. Yeah, well, Uranus. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> represents the unconscious urge to be aware of your true inner individuality. Neptune represents I dream and represents your unconscious urge to dissolve the boundaries of your ego-centeredness. And then lastly is Pluto, My which favorite. represents I empower, and it represents the unconscious urge to transform repressed ego-desired energies. Sounds like a very Pluto thing to do. <laughs> so this gets into the elements. So if... You understand the 12 zodiac signs. They also can be defined by different elements in regards to like the four elements like fire, earth, air, and water. Oh, I was thinking like bug type, grass type, poison type. And they can also be defined by cardinal, fixed, and mutable. So, for example, the fire signs are Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. The earth signs are Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo. The water signs are Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio. 
And then the air signs are Aquarius, Libra. What's the last one? <laughs> Cap, no. <laughs> the other air sign? Yeah. Aquarius, Gemini, Libra. That's it. You're welcome. Okay. I was like, I forgot Gemini. So the 12 zodiacs, like I said, are defined by elements, qualities, and polarities. So the qualities are the cardinal fixed and mutable. Cardinal signs represent the signs that are more dynamic or want to make change. Whereas the fixed signs like to stay in one spot. They like things to, they're more resistant to things changing. And then you have the mutable signs, which are more of the, like, reserved signs. They, uh, they're the most unstable and the most open to influence by the environment. So those are the three qualities or, like, modes of the zodiac signs. And then the last thing is the, like, polarity. So the polarity is, like, the positive, negative, or the female and masculine characteristics. So, for example... Aries is more masculine presenting, whereas Taurus is more feminine, which I find interesting. But each one of those elements, qualities, and polarities represent what the zodiac sign itself kind of entails. It helps you to understand the basis of where they get the meanings for the zodiac signs. So to get into the zodiac signs, the zodiac signs represent like different energies that were observed to correlate with the position of the planets in different sections of the heavens. So these 12 signs became 12 different archetypes and each have their own characteristics. We all have the entire zodiac in our charts. So a lot of people like to invalidate astrology because they're like, how can you just associate yourself to one sign? You have a depth or a breadth of all of the zodiac signs and they're not incorrect but they just misunderstand the way in which astrology is used to cater different tendencies within people so like i said we have the entire zodiac in our charts all 12 zodiac signs for this reason it is important to learn the traits of all of the signs because the planets in the signs will be expressed according to those traits of the sign they are in do you think that the people that created this just looked at the planets during different times of the year to create the personalities or understand the personalities and how they correlate to people given the relation of the planets and the seasons i actually have this written down oh good so the ancient babylonians created the zodiac wheel by first splitting our sky into four sections designated by the yearly equinoxes and solstice okay seasons each of these four sections of the sky were split into three sections measuring 30 degrees each. This gives us a full 360-degree zodiac circle with 12 equal sections of 30 degrees each. Each 30-degree section is one zodiac sign. For the total of 12 zodiac signs, these 12 zodiac signs are not star constellations. The zodiac signs are 30-degree sections of space that were mathematically calculated in a way that was and still is intimately connected to our yearly seasons yeah the, the zodiac wheel also known as the trop tropical zodiac or western zodiac is still accurate because we always begin it with the first day of spring this was not a mistake 
the zodiac wheel is intimately aligned with our Earth's seasons. So the ancient Babylonians used the constellations that appeared in the general area of each zodiac signs as placeholders. They designated 12 constellations to represent the 12 zodiac signs in the sky. And that's where you get into all of the zodiac signs. So then that would make sense why me as an extremely emotional person got all of those things except for the math part. And why I always interpret that information as Grecian because Babylonians and the Greeks did a lot of this. Yeah. Thanks. I just needed validation that I was talking to a weird old Greek man that shouts at the sky and is really good at math. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of information, so I'm trying to skim through it. <laughs> I got it. That was, just makes me feel better. But yeah, I did have that written down. So what goes into each one of these signs? So Aries. Aries, like their symbol, the ram, are people that are have the qualities of a leader. They're very strong-willed. They are very determined. They are not very patient. Very good at grazing grass, hitting heads with people, yeeting selves off of cliff, For sure. giving zero fucks. <laughs> Tauruses, they're very strong-willed, frank, and friendly. Tauruses are very stable people. They're very loyal people. And they tend to like things to kind of stay the same. Extremely stubborn, very emotional. Always Ferdinand right. And the bull. <laughs> So Gemini's, Gemini's is a mutable air sign and they, they are ruled by the planet Mercury, which deals with communication. Gemini's are people that are very, they're very able to charm people. They're very good at speaking, but a lot of people view Gemini's as like two-faced. But the thing that I think is the funniest with Gemini's is they, a lot of times have little bits of pieces of information so they're able to have a conversation about everything that's my husband those are all the reasons i married him (laughs) i like the way he talks can carry a conversation says things in a way that makes my adhd brain go (laughs) so cancer cancer is also a cardinal water sign it deals with the moon and it's very emotional They're very, like, self-starter kind of go-getters. They are very intuitive, nurturing, because they deal with the moon, and the moon deals with, like, very motherly characteristics. I love cancers. One of my other friends is a cancer. They're a school teacher. (laughs) Yeah, they feel a lot. (laughs) A lot. Cancers are fun. Yeah, but they're also funny because they're, like, they like to be independent and they need their alone time, but they're also very emotionally tied to people. Oh, okay. Bradley's friend, Anthony, they go to the gym every morning now at 530 in the morning and he's a cancer and Bradley's a Gemini and Bradley comes home every day and is like, listen to what Anthony and I had to talk about. And then Anthony tell or Bradley tells me that Anthony talks the whole time they're working out. Yep. And then Bradley's like, I love it. <laughs> jesus christ they're adorable he's like they call it their hen time jesus yeah (laughs) cancers are very much like they you wouldn't be able to tell that they needed independent time yeah um leos so leo is a fixed sign in one of the fire signs they are usually very forceful magnetic generous impulsive a lot of people usually view them as like egocentric because they are they think they're very beautiful, the center of attention. That's usually the stereotypes of Leo. I mean, but listen. Now we're going to talk about the Leo jar. So every time <laughs> she says something egocentric, she steals someone's soul and we put it in the Leo jar. 
It's just that that song that that sound for the memes. Just just look at it. It's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. That's but, Leo's. All well, of them. But Unless Leo, you're a guy. <laughs> Leo guys aren't fun. Leos are like lions. Literally the social status of lions. So they're very loyal, and you can tell by lion. Female lions are more loyal than male. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is funny, but everything it's fine. It's fine. Virgo. <laughs> Virgo is a mutable earth sign and it deals with like critical discriminating. It's very uh, psychoanalyzing. They have a rhyme to their reason. They are very like everything needs to make sense. Everything needs to be logical. Everything needs to have a place sort of energy. (laughs) But a lot of people find Virgos annoying because they are know-it-alls and they will they are not afraid to tell you about it yeah oh okay i have a story a little bit of a sigu if you will yeah fennel my dog is a virgo yes if it is 11 30 and no one in the house is in their bed at that time she gets very upset and extremely sassy and gives you the most horrendous side eye you've ever seen because she's like it's fucking bedtime exactly also when we went hiking the other day we took her with us because she loves to climb a good waterfall. Yeah. But in the parking lot, there was this other dog just hanging out, being a dog, not barking, not being obnoxious, not whatever, just hanging with its family. Fennel looks at that dog. They look at each other. No one's barking. All of a sudden, Fennel goes, bark. This dog loses its shit. Absolutely. Like, venomously, just on the end of the leash, Barking chaotically, like spit flying everywhere, and Fennel immediately shits just, herself. No, oh. she was so happy and content and calm, and I just want to know what she said to this dog. Like, you bitch. <laughs> just one wolf, and then, and then, she then after was that, t- she was like, "That's actually correct because you're a dog." I'm sorry. <laughs> that well, would she, be a Virgo response. I just want to know. Was she like, "You're adopted"? Like, <laughs> you're adopted. <laughs> Because, like, as a pet psychic, I was like, she had to have just said something that, like, I don't know what it was, but this dog was so angry. And then as a (laughs) rational person, not a pet psychic, I'm like, maybe it's the fact that she broke the standoff with just a single bark and that dog was like, I will establish my dominance. But I like to think of it with, like, what the fuck did Fennel say? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like, I don't. You're short. Like, it was just, You're short. <laughs> single bark and then was just happy and quiet. Like, just looked at house us. year down there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Because Thunnel was entire. No, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most Virgo thing ever. One word. Chaos. Yeah. I'm a Virgo moon. I have that energy. Don't be a Virgo moon. It sucks. Libra. Okay. Libra's deal. Okay. Libra's seek balance. They are one of those people that like just wants everybody to be cool. They're like the avatar, the last airbender, Aang dude. Um, My Libra's in Mercury. (laughs) Or my Mercury's in Libra. That's what it is. So they're impartial, just, fair, harmonious, amicable, that sort of thing. Balance, 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 balance. Libra's. Scorpio. Is it Mercury? What's the one that's in Aries? What? Oh, you're talking about your chart? Yeah. What's Aries? 
a lot to the planet Saturn. What planet does Aries rule? Is that yes. what you're asking? Mars. Okay, it's Mars, not Mercury. My <laughs> Mars is on Libra. Yeah, that's why my life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your passion is to uh, make everyone else happy. And the thing that leads the the making everyone happy is Leo Sagittarius Aries <laughs> is fire. You literally a trash just, fire. Do you want some fire? And then he lights on fire and you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> Sorry. How do you bring balance with fire? You don't. I'm just telling you. Yeah. And with a planet that deals with fire, everything's fine. Scorpio. Scorpio is a fixed water sign. If you've ever seen Naruto, I know this isn't true because his birthday is wrong, but I think the creators got it wrong. Sasuke is a Scorpio. Yeah, because he's supposed to be a Leo. And as... Um, it's bullshit. He's not I don't a know. Leo, Leo guys are assholes. Naruto is a Leo. Ne- Naruto would be a female Leo. He's a Leo. Bradley works with somebody who's very much like Sasuke, and he's a Leo. And it bothers me. <laughs> Scorpios are a water sign, which means they should be emotional. However, they hide that shit like the plague. They um don't even want to know they have emotions, let alone other people knowing they have emotions. They're like the little castle that you find in a fishbowl. But they're extremely loyal with loved ones. But when hurt, become self-centered and ready to come with sarcasm. Because again, we have to hide our emotions. We can't deal with our emotions. Only deals with sarcasm. But also people that are Scorpio, they have the smell there. That's how you can tell. You can look at them in the face and be like, you're a fucking Scorpio. Don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> and then call them out for their emotions and then they can't lie to you because obviously that's a Scorpio. Sagittarius. <laughs> Sagittarius are very restless people. They are visionaries and they need to seek out new horizons. Sagittarius are people that want an experience. They are very much people that go out of their way to find adventures. Sagittarius rising, you. I do sometimes eat jello through a straw just for the experience. When you were in school, you were like, (laughs) I'm going to move to Africa. I'm going to move to Germany. I'm going to fly away. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to have a friend. Sounds good. That's that, all you would talk about. Yeah, because I wanted to like actually be a worldly human being, but because you're Sagittarius. We have this business, and if you build it, people come. Sagittarius. How I'm getting around it. Sagittarius. Capricorn. Sagittarius. Capricorns are ambitious. <laughs> Typically, Capricorns get very focused on work, and sometimes they get stuck on doing work, and it doesn't even need to be work. They get like hyper focused about doing something that makes them feel accomplished. But I like me a Capricorn. They're businessy people. When you say Capricorn, I think about people that golf. <laughs> Asparagus or Aquarius. They are strong and have a lot of independent personalities, which is kind of like a nice way of saying they have a very niche way of viewing the world. So a lot of times people view them as like getting people together to understand very niche topics of things but they have this sort of god complex aspect mostly because they're very like idealist or like in innovators in some way shape or form and then the last ones is pisces and pisces are the dreamers they are very sensitive intuitive 
Pisces have a hard time accepting reality. They're very, like, detached from physicality. So they're very keen on, like, fantasy versus reality. It's because they're a fish. They live in the ocean. And then when they get caught and you bring them up, they're like, and they're like, listen, you live in a puddle. And they're like, no, I don't. This is my world. This isn't a reality. And they're like, no, 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 listen to me. You live in a puddle. And they're like, please, please put me back in my puddle. I love Pisces. They're pretty cute. I got a lot of friends that are Pisces. I don't like a Pisces because I'm an Aries. So they do things in a similar way, but in a way that bothers Aries. So you're fucking welcome. I'm also a Pisces Mars. So fucking explain that to me. Pisces is like the, they're uh, feminine and Aries is very masculine. (laughs) So. Yeah. (laughs) So. Had a lot of crush on boys that were Pisces. Does your Titan friend say anything? Because that that was it. That's what I got for you. No, he hasn't popped in. I was having fun listening. Trying to visualize how this makes sense in that that little like spider web thing that my astrologist (laughs) is like, take a picture of him. I don't want to because it's not going to make any sense. You're welcome. Yeah. That is astrology. (laughs) For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you like podcasts like this, make sure to let us know by leaving us an Apple podcast review with your dad joke in it or rating us on Spotify or whatever else you do with any other type of podcast thing that you do. If you're listening to this on our YouTube, our Metapsychics Extra channel, you can definitely write a comment and a dad joke. That would be 100% approved and leave us a like, a share, a follow, whatever it is you do. And if you don't like us, don't let us know because I'll be sad about it. Somebody... In the YouTube comments the other day, called us dingbats. Dingleberries? No. Dingleberg. Dingbats. Dingleberg. Because we couldn't pronounce idolology, which is the understanding or idealization of idols. Dingleberg. <laughs> if their username was Dingleberg, it would be perfect. And I told them that I appreciated their originality of an oldie buddy goodie by uh, telling us that we are dingbats because... Dinkleberg. We haven't gotten dingbats yet. I actually That's a good one. It is a good one. <laughs> they should have. They should have called us Dinkleberg. Um. So you got you got a dad joke for you. Ready? Yeah. I'm really irritated that the town installed a new speed bump on my street, but I'll slowly get over it. <laughs> you hit it twice. <laughs> it didn't want to think that it was funny. Maybe the universe <laughs> is mad that we're schmack talking the person that called us dingbats in a very nice way. That was from Brandy. <laughs> Jesus. On our Discord. (laughs) 
All right. Until next time, Em and I do uh, readings. So if you'd like, you can go on to metapsychics.com and figure out how to schedule a reading if you so choose. If not, we appreciate your support as a Patreon, as a listener, as a subscriber, as a person that's just listening to us in your ear holes for the first time ever. Without you, we couldn't make this possible. But until next time, we are your Meta Psychics. Dinkleberg. I have no idea what I just said for the last hour. I think I kind of remember it, but I probably won't remember it that much. And when someone's like, can you answer this astrology question with me? I'll be like, do you want me to talk to a dead person? Are you the muffin man? Who lives on Drury Lane? <laughs>